is rolling. Everything's good. Everything's good. Everyone, everything, everywhere. All at once. All at once. Which, Travis. John, tell me. Um, nominated. It's well, I feel like it's going to be an Academy Award winner for Michelle Yeoh. Well, it better opinion. be. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's going to be up for like best picture, best screenplay, all the things. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be OK with that, too. Like best original or something, yeah. because it's a fantastic movie. It deserves it. It really is a 10. Like in my yeah. book, that movie is a 10. I think so, too. Uh, or did I give it an I don't remember what my rating is, but I think in I hindsight, think we gave it an, I think we gave it a 10. Well, you guys decide, fellow listeners. Listen, it does. Michelle Yeoh deserves the Oscar. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, I, that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, the filmmaker, the directors of Swiss Army Man, which I never saw. Did you see that? No, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I hear it's like gross. Yeah, I also <laughs> heard that. And I was like, I'm going to pass. And you were like, gross. I said, ooh, normally, normally I'm into gross. Yeah. I'm not. I'm actually not that gross. Well, um, I think hey. it's subjective. Like, well, I don't know what makes it gross. Maybe, John, maybe we will watch it. Yeah, maybe. During- I've never watched it. And I'm shocked because you normally watch movies and I have watched my own movies. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't it appeal seemed, to me. Yeah, I saw the trailer and it was just like, I don't want a, a farting corpse that flies. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. I'm not really into fart jokes. Like farts are funny, but like I don't, I don't but want also, them to be like the vehicle yeah. for an entire movie. <laughs> yeah, literally so, the vehicle. Like that's <laughs> you know, I'm just not. Yeah, but we'll we're pass. not here to talk about that. Oh wait, no. wait, wait, wait. Should we tell everyone who we are? Yes. Okay, go. (laughs) Or Mean Girls Interrupted. And uh, we are a movie review podcast. We're very, 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 very popular in the Philippines. And we love all of our... uh, Oh, we should do um, a whole um, episode on Philippine uh, horror movies. uh, John, I would be into that for sure. Yes, they are. um, They are conceptually amazing. And like they're based in a lot of like the beliefs of the supernatural over there. And uh, they're great. And they're available on Amazon right now. Oh, good. Well, if you have one that we want to watch, we should do it. I have I have a I have many. OK, I have many. But uh, anyway, so we are um, we're a movie review podcast and we do spoil the heck out of things. We so, do. We do spoil things, but that's OK, because. We do it in our own way, and it's also fun. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and today we're going to be spoiling. Uh, I'm sorry, I had a banner called that said bones and all. It's not John, bones and all. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> OK. It's, it's, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't we're, we're doing the wonder today, everybody. We're doing the, the wonder, wonder starring the, yes. Miss Flo. Miss Florence Pugh. Miss Flo. Rinse Pugh. Uh, I was going to say this. Okay, so before we get back to the wonder, um, bones and all, I'm so glad you brought that up because, John, I want I want to um, I want to watch that movie so badly. I do Uh, want to watch it as well. I think it's a very cool concept. It's based on a book that I have not read. 
yeah that's the okay. trailer's cool uh, it's luca guadagnino of suspiria and Which, great movie yes. that movie is so insane if none if you all out there have not watched suspiria yet with the great tilda swinton and also the criminally underrated dakota johnson is she underrated i think so so i know she's in big hits but like are people talking about dakota johnson not really i think at least on my feed they are they are probably because the algorithm knows that i've searched for her i love her several times i actually love dakota johnson i think she's great yeah, uh, I think Mia her, Goth is in that movie, by the way. She is. And I like totally didn't know who she was at the time that I did see Suspiria. And maybe not a lot of people did either. But uh, looking back on it, she she looks she looks good. Watch Suspiria. But we're talking yeah. about the wonder. I'm sorry. We're talking oh, about all yes. these greats. Well, I'm also excited about Bones and All as well. It's going to be I, so good, I think. I Whenever. Uh, so, yeah, Bones and All is directed by the Call Me By Your Name director. So obviously Timothy Chalamet roots there. Yes. And uh, I I have never seen Call Me By Your Name. So whenever <laughs> whenever Timothy Chalamet was like rising to fame because of that movie and the Bones and All director, Luca Guadagnino, um, like I was I was sort of just it was lost on me because he kind of like had teeny bopper energy for me. I'm I'm right there with you. Did he not and remind you of somebody who was trying to cross over from Nickelodeon? Yeah, like a little bit. And like, me there too. Was like a, yeah. And so I think it was just because he was like, what, 16 or something like that? Possibly. I had my yeah. reservations as well because I'm right there with you. He did give me like this very like crossover vibes. I'm like, we'll see. Yeah, and then he started to do like the romantic type movies like uh Little Women also starring Florence Pugh and Anya Taylor-Joy. Um is That it, was a stacked cast by wait, the way. Is Anya Taylor-Joy and Little Women or Emma? Oh, I'm sorry, that's Emma. Yeah, basically uh, John, the same movie. They're crossing over. They, I think they were released like the same I weekend. That, I do think so as well. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, but these days the, I'm on the, I'm on the T-Sham, uh, the T-Sham wow. Oh, yeah. I do love a sham wow. See, uh, here's the thing. And I'll tell you this right now, sham wow. I've never watched a, uh, Timothy Chalamet movie ever. Yeah. Not one. I think the only one that I saw was when it was whenever he was like, I think it was before Call Me By Your Name or something. He was like a very small role in, uh, what is it? Uh, a movie with Rosamund Pike when it's a Western. Oh, um, I'm not going to remember the. I'm not going to pull that one up. That's not going to. Hostels. Gonna... Hostels. Oh. With Christian Bale, Rosamund Pike, and Timothy Chalamet is a, a, a sort of a background person. Um, and then I saw Dune. Yes, I saw Dune. Still haven't watched it. I'm I'm gonna make it a point to watch that this week. I think Dune is where it, I was sold. Like okay. he, they finally suckered me in after so many years into the Timothy Chalamet Bones and All is the one base. that's Bones and All is pulling me in. That's yeah. the one where I'm like, okay, this is where I think I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, but they had me sold on Dune, and also his his like red carpets over the last couple of years have okay been, yeah 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 have also sold me as a, a hardcore timothy chalamet fan where i will pay to go see movies of his honestly he deserves on the carpet he definitely serves 
So and good for him. Honestly, yeah. I'm I'm ready. I'm good. I think I'm here for it now. Yeah. Oh, and what else are we here for? Oh, we're right, here the for wonder. the wonder starring Florence Pugh. I'm so sorry, everyone. We do this sometimes. We jump <laughs> the tracks, but but we're sort of like bringing you into our uh, movie fan conversation, so you guys get it. We love movies. John and I, if, for those of you who don't know, obviously, John and I, our relationship, our friendship started because of Alice Through the Looking Glass, which some of you already know this, if you remember us from our old podcast and followed us over here. Um, and it started because of the Jabberwocky. Movies were our thing, and it has never stopped. John now does his thing with movies, and I just watched them. So Yeah. <laughs> movies are the best. Movies are the best, and sometimes the worst. Have which you is seen why we're Nicole all Kidman... Uh, uh, the Nicole Kidman AMC uh, introduction. Have you seen that yet? No. But you know about it. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I know yeah, it got like made movies, fun of on uh, SNL. <laughs> yeah. I felt like that for a second. Where I was like, movies are the best. Movies, movies are the take best, Movies take us to a different world. John, they really can. Sometimes, though, they bring you right back to Earth. Right. Like, last night was, like, a, a sort of a difficult night here in the household. Because of Disenchanted? No. Oh. Outside of Disenchanted. But... I did watch Disenchanted last night, and it, for some reason, as bad as that movie is, we'll just review it very quickly right now. We're going to. Uh, one, one star. I give it two stars. I'm Thank only you. giving it two stars because I'm glad that they were able to bring back the cast and Maya Rudolph. And uh, that's why yeah, it gets two. Sure. Other than right. that, just stick with Enchanted. Cast gets an eight. They did what they showed up to do. Okay. Honestly, you're right, though. Okay, individually, the cast, they get, I will give them, I'm actually going to give them a 10. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. give the cast a 10 because they were working with whatever that was. And yeah. then the movie itself, because it felt like Hocus Pocus 2, it um, didn't have, John, it, like, literally all of the life felt like it had been sucked out of it. Yeah, the original, what, what made Enchanted great was missing. Enchanted is so good. That is not a lie. It's literally one of the best, I think. Yeah, but but it's still, despite all those things, uh, it took me to a different place because it was like not such a great day. But while I was watching it, I was kind of feeling good while watching it and while uh, also recognizing while also recognizing that it was objectively bad. John, that's the thing about that movie. Trixia. The thing is, you can watch it. I recommend you watching it. So for all of you out there who haven't watched it, it's on Disney Plus, Disenchanted. It's the sequel to Enchanted, the yes, popular. Yes, we did give it a glowing endorsement. Um, it's not good, but if you are having a bad day and you want to watch some appliances sing in a kitchen. It, right. Or I'm a gonna squirrel live for it. sing and dance. Uh, a squirrel turn into an evil cat. Wait, John, can I tell you when I was watching this? It didn't feel like a movie so much as it felt like a production, like a like a theater production, but not Broadway. Yeah, right. It felt like we were watching a theater production, though, like a high school theater production but, with a budget, but with people who can sing. Yeah, and I did kind of <laughs> like the musical numbers. I mean, sure. But, but that's anyway, because we're queers. Wh we're high. We're gay here. Right. Uh, it's, so, like it's just a given. Like if you start singing at all and you're on pitch, we're going to like it. So I did like that aspect of it, but 
we're not doing two movies this week. We are no disenchanted has been. Yeah. um, Put on the back burner. Right. And you know, what has totally not been put on the back burner this entire episode. The wonder starring Florence Pugh. The wonder starring Florence Pugh, which is why we're here today. Yes. We're talking about the wonder starring Florence Pugh. But you know what other movie I really liked? I'm just kidding. No, see, we um, can't do this. <laughs> um, so it stars, I mean, yeah, stars Florence Pugh, and it's on Netflix right now. And uh, you can watch it at your leisure. If you want to watch it before listening to this, I will say go watch it. Right, we're going to ruin it. it. We're ruining it. If you're not okay, if you are okay with us ruining it, stay with us and then go watch it afterwards and then develop your own opinion yeah so it was produced by a production a little this is going to be considered an art house film i would say so it's a it's a definitely an art house indie for that's like in a, in the truest uh sense of the word john did the beginning say. of this movie give you synecdoche uh synecdoche new york uh oh schenectady is that what it is schenectady <gasps> Yeah, it's purposefully misspelled. It's oh. weird. Yeah. Uh, but did, did the beginning, the intro and the end reminded me of that. Oh, did it? Yeah, because it kind of like yes. end caps so sort of breaking a wall. Of yes, kind. which I was here for. But please continue with the, the yeah. production company. Oh, I was just saying it's Element Pictures, which is a, an Irish production company. And then they sold it to Netflix for distribution and shit. Um, and there's other companies involved, but it is so we don't have a budget to give you because, because it of was Netflix. released on Netflix. Um, but it's produced, I mean, directed by Sebastian Lelio. D- uh, who, do, do you have any? Uh, yes, I do. He's a sort of a renowned art house filmmaker. For because such, I want to watch more of his stuff. Uh, he's an he's auteuring really hard. Like. Very hard. Super hard. <laughs> Rock hard. <laughs> uh, he did a fantastic woman in 2017, which I believe was nominated for an Oscar. Really? I've never heard of it. Um, yeah, it's it was. Well, again, it was like a two million dollar like movie. Well, and I'm going to look for it. Yeah, I believe that it was. um yeah, it was. I believe I'm just drawing from memory, but I believe it was nominated for, and maybe even won, uh, like best foreign film okay. at the Oscars. All right, cool. Uh, quote me, but don't quote me on that. No, it's we about, won't. Nobody uh, quote John. Don't. It's a, it's about it's about uh, a transgender woman who works as a waitress and moonlights as a nightclub singer and is bowled over by the death of her older boyfriend. So uh, I actually think I would. Yes, of course. It sounds (laughs) hilarious. Just a lot of slapstick humor. Yeah. Pratt falls the works. Charlie Chaplin. (laughs) And he also did um, uh, Gloria, which uh, back in 2013, which I think is his like big sort of breakout thing. Because this movie, um, it, it, this was also considered a, a foreign film. Oh. Um, but it was then adapted or, you know, it was just like a very small indie film. Just, yeah. Uh, and so it uh, it was adapted into um, like a focus features, like more of a bigger budget release starring um, 
Julian Julian Moore. Oh, as, as the I, lead. I don't know who that and is. The, the the American version of the title is Gloria Dell. Yeah, no, I don't know who Julianne Moore is. The yeah, I don't know. Like, ring a bell. Julianne Moore is like, I don't know. She's sort of a smaller actress. I think she's just barely starting out. Like, yeah. I think she only started like maybe 30 years ago on Days of Our Lives or something. Oh, yeah. yeah but like, like, so she's, she's kind of like. Oh, she's just getting um, like bit parts here and there. Yeah, just like very small. I mean, I think she's sort of gay baiting. Oh, because I think that the gays really, really like Julianne Moore, but I've never really heard about her. No, I've never watched anything she's in. Yeah, I think maybe some of my favorite movies she's in, but like in the background. <laughs> so. <laughs> but anyway, Sebastian Lelio, uh, this is going to be a Sebastian Lelio joint well i'm gonna be watching i'm gonna be looking for more i think i i definitely want to watch the gloria movie and i want to watch the one about the transgender person yeah that one's i have not seen it but i hear it's really good well then i'm gonna check it out yeah so florence Pugh, she's gonna go ahead and play lib uh lib right okay and in this film she is our lead protagonist and uh she plays a nurse um, so the other actors in here, I know that the mom, um, mm-hmm. and Anna are real life mother and daughter. Oh, no way. Yep. They're okay, real so life mother and daughter. So that's kind of a cool, wow. that's actually kind of a cool, like, uh, I, I think in this, in the circumstances that we get into, uh, that would lend itself to the performance for sure. Which is pretty great. Yeah, the performances just up top are high quality. Um, I would say yes. Like I this is you're not yeah. coming into this movie and not getting like great acting. And I would say, Travis, to you, what do you think constitute? I feel like for me, there's different forms of good acting. Like there's there's realism, and then there's like the good. There's then there's good acting that's very like performative. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can really that's like heightened and stylized and clearly that, but it's still like well executed. I don't know what the I don't know what this would fall under for me. Um, I don't think it was, it's. Yeah, I think there are instances where it is performative, which I think is cool. I, it was giving me witch too. there were instances where I was getting witch, but only because it is a. Um, uh, right, because, because it's, like it's in a the period country. piece. Yeah, and um, it's dark and weird. But there were there were parts of this movie where it felt performative, specifically when um, and we'll get to that point. But when like, Lib, like heightened acting, like stylized acting, I would you call it stylized acting this? No, I wouldn't either. I think it's just very good acting. Yeah, it's like very realistic. It is. Like, it seems realistic for sure, even though they're like in costumes and shit. But like the witch was more like a little bit stylized for me because it's like because the language was very. Yes. Uh, like like poetic. Yeah. But like Shakespeare sort of situation, like which is how they probably talked back in those pilgrim days. But, but I was going to say the stylized this, acting part I wanted to say is whenever Lib tells the family they can't be with her and they start singing that um, they start singing that Irish song. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I was like, oh. I'm like, Ooh. this is this is a performance. We're in a Greek tragedy now. But then it switches. I don't know. It's just very good. And it does switch because they're 
I think what we're talking about, just to clue everyone listening in. Um, so it starts out behind the scenes of a movie. Which like is it's a film really set cool. in a studio and you see like the the scaffoldings and the ladders and the lights and the stuff like that. And it starts with like a voiceover and as the camera slowly pans to another set where and then pushes into that set and then we're in the story and it's talking about it's I think it's a Niam Algar is the actress's name. She uh, she plays Kitty O'Donnell here. She plays the sister or the aunt or whatever. I love her, Um, by the way. I don't know who she is. I don't recognize her. Maybe you do, but. I did not. I her think voice, she's so cool. Yeah, her voice to me, whenever this was starting, like, I thought it was Alicia Vikander. They have, yep. like, a very similar voice. Oh, we need more of her, though, too. I know. But, but um, we're talking about Kitty now. Hot name, by the way. Hot name alert. Fucking Kitty. <laughs> Fucking Kitty. Um, it looks like she's in Raised by Wolves. Uh, which is on HBO Max now. Oh, <laughs> so, wait, is she? Yeah, apparently so. Well, hold up, because I'm. Well, who cares? We're not going off on a tangent. Okay. Yeah, I don't know who she plays in Raised by Wolves. I haven't finished it yet, but it was good. But anyway, so um, she is in here and she plays our narrator. I want to say. Yes, she does play the narrator. Yeah, so she um is also part of the family. So anyway, so Florence Pugh. We jump into Florence Pugh. She's on a ship. She is going somewhere. It's uh, someplace in, I think, Northern Ireland or something like that. Yes, it's like middle. It's like. um, Yeah, she's from London. And so she's going to Ireland for basically a job. And she uh, we just follow her as she looks very serious. She looks very sort of um, by the books. She's got her like professional nurse doing the job and oh, so yes and uh she uh gets set up at the the local inn in this really small irish town village and um she stay she sets up there to stay the night so whenever she so she's sort of she doesn't understand exactly what the patient is that she's going to be seeing so she's trying to piece all this together as she's going into this job and so she's asking questions. People are sort of very cryptic in their answers. And she's just trying to piece together the situation and sort of like navigating this really, really small Irish village. And everybody knows each other. And um, and the background would be so the setting, I guess the time frame. What it's year 1800s? Would you think? It's 1800s. And it's, it's sort like 1868. Of like, actually, I looked it up because I was oh, wondering. Right. Because I was wondering about the whole famine thing, because it does kind of touch right. base on people it starving. Does. So I was kind of looking it up. I was like, what? So yeah. it does take place it, in like the 1860s for sure. Yes. And it's like a little bit after the mass migration out. People migrated en masse from Ireland to wherever um, because of the major famine, like people were starving to death. So, um, yeah, so that's like whenever that's about the time that they start Irish people started to flock on over to the America and the Irish diaspora all over the world. Um, uh, sort of that's that's where we are. Yeah. So that's the world we're living in. 
And man, do we have sheeps? Do we have geese? We have a wind, hot accents, hot accents, and grassy knolls. John, them grassy knolls. I loved them. They're very pretty. The, I, such, they're very beautiful. Yeah. It was the photography was uh, God, very stunning, very stunting. And even like the girl, the she was stunting, <laughs> stunting on those uh, cinematographies. But like even like the interiors, the like where they were like clearly sets, like the I, colors were rich. They were like the green, green. Right. John, when she first gets into that room, I said, fucking work because yeah. the set, I, you can tell it's a set and they kind of take you in and out, which is the whole theme of this movie. Uh, yes. In and out, in and out. Um, that set is really good. It's really good. And right, I think right. it's the perfect setting for like. Her, yeah, her character's like weirdness or weird ritual that she does every night. Yeah, it was very cool. And like the yeah, the colors are very great. Uh, so beautiful mise-en-scene. Yes, I would say so. So she meets this. Uh, she's taken sort of immediately to. Um, sort of like this panel of leaders of the community and they are like it's American uh, Idol don't forget right we got Paula Abdul <laughs> we got the all we the people Randy the past, Jackson the original Simon cast. Cowell's there right right and Katy Perry shows up 10 years later yeah Ryan Seacrest is still there right and uh so Florence Pugh is in front of the panel and she's getting ready to see if she's getting the golden ticket Yes. And so she's just like, what am I doing here? And Basically. they're like, well, you're this is like you're a nurse. Yes. Amazing. And you're assigned to watch this girl uh, who lives kind of far out of town. And uh, and she's like, what's wrong with her? And so they're like, well, she hasn't eaten. And she's like, OK. And then they're like, well, she hasn't eaten in how long was it? Four months. Four months. It was four yeah. months. And then Florence Pugh is just like immediately like, well, that's just not real. Like, like right in their face. She's like, um, that's impossible. Right. So she she's butting heads with these people immediately. And they're a bunch of the, old white men, by the way. Yeah. Religious. Apparently Ireland at this point um, was extraordinarily religious. Catholic spiritual catholicism fire and brimstone and i'm so glad they brought that to america oh me too <laughs> so, i love I mean, it america so was much. already that right yeah oh, so, yes uh, america loves its fire and brimstone it loves its evangelicals right but we're not here to talk about that no we're not um we're here to talk about other really religious things um so she's just like okay whatever your beliefs are i'm gonna I'm going to get to the bottom of it. And they're like, well, 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 not so fast. Cause like, you just have to watch her. Like you just have to watch her and make sure she doesn't eat anything. She's not meant to be eating anything. Apparently but they did say if she does ask for food, give her food. Cause they, yes. you know, they specifically were like, well, she ate four months ago. So they're trying to say she's surviving on basically the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like the, uh, yeah, she has a term for it, which we will get into later. Um, so uh, so she is taken to she well, she's led by the the town doctor. Uh, he 
is sort of a voice of reason and he seems very logical at first and he's yes. trying to figure out a he thinks there's a scientific explanation too but his like theories are very much like okay he's like he's like pitching her these ideas while walking her out on this long ass trail on foot and it's just like wild too some yeah. of his ideas are wild but at he's the same like, maybe time she's maybe she's evolved to photosynthesize yeah which is but at the time it's like you never know you never know that would be nice that's like so he's basically like maybe she's an x-men john i would love to <laughs> photosynthesize i know eating is such a chore well the thing is it's like it's so good sometimes it's just why i have i'm developing another chin but that's neither here nor there um <laughs> you're branching off and that's fine but also if we were to photosynthesize we would be like green or red or i'm totally blue. okay john i would match my room yeah that'd be nice i'd be one with my family right all maybe, of my we, plants. maybe all of our orifices would close up over time no i don't like that oh, okay <laughs> you need the, you need yours for what putting things in oh like what <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll leave that to the oh, nurses. We'll circle back. We'll cir- okay. Yes, yes, yes. Let's I'm circle very back. curious to know. Oh, well, remind me at the end. The end of what? <laughs> Just the end. Oh, okay. Whenever, <laughs> whenever we get there. Um, so, uh, yeah, so she reaches this little tiny uh, house. It's not very tiny, actually. It's kind of a nice house for Irish, Ireland, out in the middle of nowhere. I was going to say, especially because it's so windy, it's like huff and, you know, huff and puff and blow the house down. Yeah. It was so windy. It was very, very windy. It looked cold, but that house did not look cold. No, I think it had like very thick mud walls. I'm telling you. Yeah, those walls were thick. And so Florence goes inside and meets the family. And it's the mother and the dad. And is it the older sister or aunt? Well, the thing is, is, she 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 encounters our narrator, who Kitty O'Donnell. The thing is, is I don't know who Kitty O'Donnell is because she's not in the family portrait. Right. I feel like that's like a cousin or something like that. She's there to help. She's definitely family, but I didn't really understand their relationship. Yeah, me neither. And so um, uh, so she meets the mother and uh, Florence is like, OK, I'm going to ask some intake questions and gets down to business. She has a pen and paper and she's asking She's just doing the the standard questions to maybe form a diagnosis and get to the bottom of this whole thing in a very clinical nurse-like way as he would do. And um, the mom and Kitty are kind of like not really responsive. They're kind of like uncertain about her because they can easily vibe out that um, Florence Pugh is not a spiritual or religious person. She's also not here for the bullshit. Like you can tell she's like something... Just like something here, something in the milk ain't clean. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to ignore whatever you guys think and cut right down to business. Um, so uh, they try to like, she, uh, so they obviously believe that her, their daughter's like four month long fast is a spiritual thing. And that is a wonder. And so for real, they're like, homegirl is living on a literal prayer. Exactly. And uh, so bon jovi uh no <laughs> we're referencing bon jovi today no 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 like uh, no we would uh, never never um living on a prayer hashtag tm yeah 
No one's done it before. No one ever. Travis, Travis said it first right here. I've never. It was ne- it's not copywritten material um, <laughs> at all. Uh, it's not yeah. trademarked. And we can retroactively sue people who have used it in the past. Yes, we also own the trademark. I will be looking the trademark up and making sure that it is trademarked in every country. Thank you so much. Travis is also our legal department. Yes, I am. So if you need to email me, do it. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so they are sort of, so Florence is like, can I see her? And they're like, well, no, 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 no. She has visitors right now. And Florence Pugh gives the mom a look like, what the fuck? Visitors? She really do. And she's like, yeah, "Hmm." visitors. Visitors who come long and far just to see her. Just coming long and far, you know, be in her presence. And so we get the drift, the drift uh, that uh, they are exploiting. Possibly the question is raised, is the family exploiting the daughter to make her sort of like this religious figure? Because whenever the visitors come down the stairs, they give a little uh, tithing uh, to the mom to the poor box, which means it goes to the church. Which Do you is think weird. that really does go to the church? The poor box technically is supposed to go to the church, but I think uh, what, what's obviously, your thoughts on that? Obviously, I think they were in cahoots, but I That's mean, an we'll get big there. House, but it is a big house, but the thing is, is it wasn't their house, right? The house did not belong to them. And who did it belong to? It belonged to the church. Who gave it to them? Yep, because of the wonder, essentially. So. Yeah. I mean, it all kind of, you know, there's a bunch of little, there's a bunch of strings attached and they all go back to the church. Yes. And so, <laughs> um, uh, so she is introduced to this, this girl. Her name's Anna. Yes. And, uh, she is very like calm. She's seemingly healthy. She is. And she does have like this, uh, sort of angelic vibe to her because, she, too, keeps saying that she is surviving not on food, but, but on manna from heaven, like magic from heaven. If you all remember from the Bible, manna was something that I, I didn't read it, but I do know that manna exists in the Bible. So they're I saying mean, it was I only food. know manna from uh, video games such yes. as Final Fantasy exactly. and Magic the Gathering. Yes, precisely, John, but also magic. So think about <laughs> it. Uh, Christian magic. So in the Bible, there are I can't remember what it is because like, girl, oh, it's so boring. But there's manna and people survive off of manna. And I think it's like 40 years or 40 days or who even knows. So magic from heaven. It's magic from heaven that you eat. Yes. So we go into this whole deal. She's Florence is really just trying to like be clinical and whatever. But um, she then so she's like so she has the the opinion that somebody must be slipping her food somewhere. Like it's it's just they have to. And the, it's just got to be happening. And so that's what the purpose of the watch. But the watch is rendered sort of pointless whenever she's getting private visitation from strangers. Yes. uh, People from the church, um, the being being not watched while her family is saying goodnight to her. All of these little morning to her. Yeah. And so all these little things that Florence is really very much miffed about is like, well, 
she's basically without saying it is like everyone like you're not watching her all the time like somebody is slipping her food like you guys are insane well the watch was only eight hours per shift and we forgot to mention that not only was it a nurse who was watching her but also a nun yes so you so, have a church figure right. there also yeah but it's eight hours it in, a piece there's 24 hours a day so they're that they leaves. both watch her twice in a day that leaves what how many hours left eight that's eight uh, so, hours she's not being watched because it's only an eight hour watch per person there's only two people watching her uh right but they do it in eight hour intervals yes so they watch they over they just constantly overlap oh gotcha yeah. okay that's what it was gotcha 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 that's why their schedule was so different right so there's at least more than eight hours there's like 14 hours or whatever that number is like 17 hours of the day Florence Pugh is not 17. That's not that's not real math. 20 was it 12? Yeah, She's so 12 hours out of the Yeah, so 12 there's 12 hours of the day what that Florence Pugh is not able to watch her and um that is she's being watched by a religious zealot nun. Yes. Who is untrustworthy and probably could be slipping her something. Like Florence doesn't trust it. I don't trust nun though. Yeah, like they're just going to do whatever the church says to do, like maybe slip them food or whatever like that. So because, yeah, Florence like, has hmm. to solve this mystery. Yes. Florence is like, OK, like and she's being uh, sort of stonewalled every single avenue that she wants to go down because people want to believe that this girl is of God. They want to think she's a saint. They even specifically yeah. said it, which is weird because Anna does bring up her saint. She has saint cards. She's like, this is saint. This this is this and this. And the yeah, church like wants the Pokemon to Pokemon card game. Of yes. Saints. John, I love that. The same trading card game. Yeah. She is geeking out over how many, saying cards. How many hit points do you think they have? Like I collectively very. So she starts going down the line. Like she's like, this is blah, 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 whatever the whatever. And she's like the, she like is oversees uh, music and whatever. She that had one, like a holographic one hit points, like maybe like 79 over a hundred. Yeah, yeah. So she did. Uh, I bet your collection was very extensive. Yeah, yeah. And so she first editions, the first editions, very much in like plastic covers. Oh, yeah, of course. Always uh, sleeves as they as they might be called. But anyway, so she's just like, I'm the girl. What's her name again? Anna. Anna. She's like, I'm a saint, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, she's basically like, I'm chosen. I've been chosen. Yeah, and then uh, and this is while Florence is all but ransacking the place, looking for foods that are stashed away. Girl, she is pulling stuffing out of the roof, looking she for crumbs. She is not crumbs. hiding it either. She's not hiding it. No. She's just like, yeah, you can keep talking, but also I'm tearing your room apart. She's looking <laughs> for food. Yeah, she's like, because this is impossible. Um, so she starts to really have a sharp eye on her. They go for walks and they start to get to know each other. And, um, as they do, we, uh, learn that, um, Florence Pugh, she is a widow. Um, she, um, but she does have secrets of her own. And we see that whenever she, whenever her shift is done, she walks back to the inn that she's staying at and she goes into her room and she fully gets high. John, there must have been 
I'm not kidding. Whatever that cough syrup is, there is. I'm pretty sure that was morphine. It is dextromethorphan up in there. She said, um, hi, I am going to sleep. You think it was morphine? <clears throat> I think she's drinking liquid morphine. John, it, she looked so comfortable, though. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So she she goes home and the only way that she can sleep is she takes this and like immediately goes into a stupor. But that's but she keeps her um, little bottle of medicine wrapped up in this cloth along with these little knit newborn booties like these little shoes for a newborn and so we get from that instant that visual that she has befallen a tragedy she has lost like a newborn child at some point in her life yeah and she is holding on to that grief she is self-medicating through that grief yeah she is just in a place where she is not a happy individual at all no plus, she, we also she, learned that she went to war she was a nurse at war yeah she has seen a lot yes and so she is she kind of and florence Pugh, like her acting at this point is like she care you can totally buy that in her performance um, like, i yeah, was fully invested i was like yeah right? I'm, I'm not watching florence i'm watching lib i'm watching aka lib nan and it's not a very loud performance there's not i mean there she doesn't talk about her past a lot but you can see that she carries it with her and i was like what best actress yeah it's good because they don't really need a whole ton of backstory they only touch base on a few things we learn some things about her but it's not about her it's about anna and it's about mana yeah and it's about anna and mana so (laughs) nice so she uh she continues down this thing she get uh, she uh, uh some things don't go her way because she um, she does go back to after she like says the strict rule of uh, so she no she employs a, a strict rule of no more family can see her daughter. Yes. After she gets to her shift and she sees the Anna's mother like kissing her face really closely over and over and over again in front of the nun and the and she's like nun what the fuck are you doing like. And the nun and also a very important thing, Florence and the nun are not allowed to talk to each other. No, they can't converse. They can't talk about anything. Florence constantly tries to sneakily get a word out of her every single time they shift change. She's like, so anything? And And then the nun's like, "Uh, oh, wait, no, I can't talk to you. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, we can't talk. Yeah. Um, So anyway, so at the side of her family, like praying over her and being very, very, very close to her, like so close that they could actually be slipping her food. uh, Florence is like, nope, off limits. Doctor's orders are you are not allowed to come up here anymore. Never, ever, ever again. And so the family does that. And whenever they start doing that, Anna's health takes a turn for the worse. Oh, honestly, her teeth start falling out of her head. Yeah. And she gets weaker very quickly. Almost like she's starving to death. So instantly the curtain gets pulled all the way back because you're like, they were figuring out a way to feed her. But yet the mystery is how. Yes. And who um, is still a mystery. Uh, So. Um, but Anna is still convinced that she is a saint and this is God's will. And, um, if God wants to take her, that is what's supposed to happen. And, uh, and it's her time. And, the uh, 
the town leaders are sort of really banking on her becoming a saint, even in like a PR way, because it it'll bring money into the town uh, and all that stuff. Yes. So, um, uh, yeah. So it gets to this point where we get to a so a starts talking to Anna and getting yes. very personal when Anna starts getting kind of like sick sick which is something that Florence Pugh's character Lib does say she said at the end of people's lives they like to talk they tell their stories and so Anna starts opening up up about her own story and at this point um Lib aka Florence Pugh has kind of cracked how this is happening like how is she she surviving she can sense that uh Anna is at the end of her life and Florence Pugh says that that's a very beautiful moment usually. And because whenever she was watching soldiers die, she gets she thought it was a privilege to be there at the end of their lives because they share things they wouldn't otherwise share anybody else. Yes. So. So uh, what is what does she share? Anna decides to share after um, some coaxing from Florence Pugh's character, Lib, uh, that um, Anna's mom uh, is feeding her like a bird, chewing up food and spinning it into her mouth and yeah. uh, helping her stay alive for these four months because nobody could tell she's not taking food directly. Her right. mother in the morning and at nighttime during their uh, morning and night kisses, her mom is spitting food into her mouth, keeping her alive. Like um, barely. <laughs> barely alive, but just alive enough. It's a little Munchausen <laughs> by proxy-ish. I thought the same thing. I was like, she loves the attention. So, but then she also finds out through Anna that uh, the reason why her brother, this is something that we didn't touch base on, the brother is no longer in the picture. Yeah, the family suffered a major loss and things changed in the family whenever the, the brother uh, died. The brother died suddenly. Yes. Which did they say? Did he kill himself? I don't really understand. I don't know how he died. Unclear. Yeah. It's unclear how he died, but we find out that the brother was um, essentially molesting his little sister, Anna, Mm -hmm. uh, was telling him it was a holy union, a holy relationship. Like they basically got married because Anna calls it a two loves. Yes. Love of a sister and love of a wife. Yes. Um, well, Anna didn't, she only says that because that's what the brother told her. The brother said it was two loves. <coughs> so now yes, we yes. have this dynamic where it's really <coughs> messed up the family because this whole time. Yeah. And the, it turns out that the sister Anna is doing all of this fasting and not eating because she is trying to save her brother's soul from hell. Yes. And she's like, this is the exchange. This is what she has to do for her <coughs> Brother's soul. Me, her, her brother's soul to get to heaven. And that's when the movie turns from something that's already dark to very sinister, where you're like, wow, this poor girl is giving up her and own life. And doesn't the mother know about this? Yes. And the mother's cool with it. And so, yeah. So the mother, um, yes, right. Because the mother is sort of outed <clears throat> by Florence. She's like, She's like, basically, why are you doing this? And the mother just simply states like all of she's like determined to have all of her children in heaven. Yes. So she's letting her daughter yep. go through all of this stuff because she does believe that her sinning, her sinner of a son will be absolved and in heaven. And that's like the mom's goal. And she's willing to sacrifice her daughter to do that. So 
At this point, this is when Florence Pugh's character goes back to the old white men at the round table. Yeah. Um, and she tells them straight up, she goes, this is what's happening. Yeah, she does not mince words. She's not keeping any secrets. She tells them uh, she's being fed through the mom's mouth. And they're like, well, what does the nun have to say? Call the nun in. And not only <laughs> does the nun come in, but also Anna's family comes in and they're all under interrogation. Yeah, and it's not a good thing to have them all around Anna because no. they basically speak for her. Which is messed up. And yeah. it just drives the story a little further because they ask the nun, well, have you seen the mom passing food like a bird to Anna? And the nun goes, no. She says yeah. no. She says no. And then they're like, they ask Anna and Anna says, uh, like, have you? Well, they ask the question like this. Like, have you eaten? And then she's like, just manna from heaven. And that is the term that the mother calls that act of feeding her child like a baby, her little kisses. Like she calls that manna from heaven. So technically, she, Anna's not lying, but she so, has been eating. Right. Because Anna is uh, being gaslighted by uh, several people in horribly. her family. Plus she's a, the group she's of She's a men. tortured, yeah, and so she's a tortured and abused child. And so her reality, her grip on reality is whatever people tell her, the people that she loves and trusts. And as a victim, she was, she says that she loved her brother back the same way because yes. that she was a victim and succumbed, uh, succumbed to that. And so, uh, so yes, she believes that the the food that her mom gives her is not food but it's manna from heaven and that's how she's surviving but you can see that anna wants to sort of like she knows she, she knows yes she just she's such a victim that she just can't break herself out of that cycle but she also doesn't want to rat her family out because she knows the truth it's and very illegal and they would definitely oh super illegal and the town would also be implicated and they they talk about that they so. do so the whole thing basically the whole town is like well we make money off of her let's just exploit her until her death so at this point this is what florence Pugh's character says at the men are all looking at her they're like you're a liar she's like fine i will take care of her until she dies but she has another plan Yes, she does. So she solicits the help of um, a reporter who is in town staying at the same inn. They have formed an unlikely, an unexpected uh, romance, I would say. Yes. And um, and uh, yeah, she's like, hey, like, you know that uh, this is all bullshit and they're all this is what's going on. This is what's happening. This is the truth. Will you help me kidnap Anna and take her somewhere else? And he's like um i don't know about that and so so she's like fine i'm just gonna have to do it on my own and so she um there's gonna be what is what there's some kind of an event going on it's church. church so everyone they don't have a vehicle so um basically lib is waiting for the family to leave to mass and the nun also goes with the family yeah. she's waiting for them to go to mass because she's like i'm getting anna out of here she has yeah. to go as soon as those like bitches are down mass, the road. So it's very late at night. Yes, it is. It's a midnight mass. And I don't I don't know. I can't remember if they had a holiday or something. It's irrelevant. Yeah. But it is a midnight mass. 
And Florence is alone with Anna. The house is completely empty and the town is distracted. So she so and also Anna is basically dead at this point. Oh, she is on her last leg. There is nothing. Yeah, there is no time to waste any longer. The stakes are here. And uh, so she uh, so Florence, um, she uh, sort of carries her on her back all the way down to this little uh, hidden brook um, that where the um, uh, I believe. Yeah, because the the side story is that the uh, the reporter guy actually was from this town and his parents uh, starved to death in the famine. And he like carries that weight with him. Uh, So he knows this little hiding spot well, and he knows that um, Anna would be there if. He does the plan. If he Uh, does uh, choose to help kidnap her, that is where Anna is and he knows where to get her. Right. And so Anna is rolling the dice at this point. So she leaves Anna by the brook alone, but not before they have this moment where um, uh, Anna's sort of in this daze, this delirium state. She's about to die. And so the entire movie, she's uh, Anna's been making up names for for Lib and Lib also has been doing the same. And so Lib is like, uh, knows that Anna would never want to abandon her family and be somewhere else. And so she's like, well, so Anna's like, am I dying? And she's Florence. I mean, Florence Pugh's like, yeah, you're dying and you're going to die right now. So just close your eyes. And then basically does the same thing that everybody else was doing and controls Anna's reality. And this is where, a common theme starts to take and go into play. And so um, she's like, close your eyes and you're dying. You're dead. And whenever you open your eyes, you're going to be another name. Her name is Nan. She, she had her pick the name, right? So she tells her Anna's going to die and Anna will die. And Anna's going to be in heaven. And so is Anna's brother. But when you wake up, you're no longer going to be Anna. You're going to be a new person. Yeah, it's this really interesting moment. And so whenever uh, Anna opens up her eyes, she believes that she's another person. And uh, yeah, which is kind of dark. It's very dark, but the poor girl also suffered (laughs) so much. Yeah. And so Florence proceeds to burn the house to the ground. She leaves Anna at the brook, walks back to the house, burns it up. (laughs) burns everything and she also abandons her whole morphine addiction and uh as a as a throwaway thing and then so she she stays in the house a little too long and burns her hands yes her hands Um, do get burned up yes and then so she uh has to face the council with these burned hands and she was just like you know what Sorry, but I, I accidentally bumped the candle and the entire house went up in flames and killed Anna. Sorry. For real, she said my petticoat got in the way. Um, yeah, can, so, I'm just like a, a poor defenseless nursemaid who does nothing. And, but they do have the audacity. They're like, can a nurse be stuck with the, um, what do they call it? Uh, oh my gosh. Like it looked like they were looking for a way to blame her. Yes, definitely. They wanted to stick all of the issues on the nurse. But they couldn't because they would be implicated in the crime. Exactly. They would be blamed for it. So uh, they, they're like, well, you're going to have to stay here with us until the whole uh, investigation is done and you're exonerated. And she's like, oh, shit. And so she stays with the, with the nun in the nunnery convent or whatever. 
as basically a prisoner. And the nun is caring for the nun who we've seen a million times at this point is caring for Florence's wounds. And was like, you know what? Interesting thing the night of that fire. I was tired uh, from dancing at the celebration. So I came back home early and I'm pretty sure she basically says, I all but saw you carrying Anna away. And she, she said, describes yeah, it as, as, as uh, running away on uh, an angel. Yeah. And so she was just like, and so Florence is like, fuck. And then the nun is like, just tell me that she's somewhere safe. And then she's like, yeah, she's going someplace safe. So shut up about it. But the nun <laughs> definitely was like, good. Because the nun saw what was happening. Yeah, but she was bound to the church. So, yep. Yeah. And uh, so they do get away. So we cut to um, Florence. She's reunited with um, Ab, is it Anna? Anna, at, Anna. And in Dublin. Well, Nan now. It's no longer Nan. Anna. Nan. Yes. So she uh, catches up with Nan and her reporter friend, and they set sail to Australia. Yep. They're hopping over to Sydney. And, and they're they on get a away. beautiful boat full of food. And Anna slash Nan is sitting there watching them on this boat. And they're all eating and they're like, you can eat. So at the end, Nan takes a bite of her food. It looks delicious. There is a hot waiter. They make sure to show him. <laughs> He's so fine. Um, and then the movie pans back into a... Um, uh, into the studio, into the soundstage. Yeah, it breaks that fourth wall again, and it shows Kitty O'Donnell, not in her Kitty O'Donnell garb. She is in a very sleek black number with looks, a look on her face. Let me tell you, she looked good. She did look good. And then she finishes the movie, and you're like, wow, I actually got sucked into the story because I forgot right, that it but started her final in the lines, soundstage. Her final line is just in, out, in, out. And it which works. Is, like what what prison is Anna in? Right. Is, is she, she a, a caged bird or is she not? She has to choose for herself. Like she she now is living in another reality that isn't actually real. She's nope. not Nan. She is she her Anna has not died. She's still alive. So it's like really. Yeah, it's like you freed her from this prison only to put her into another potentially. Yeah. Which is really wild. Yeah. It's kind of a, like it's so wild. I mean, I guess, you know, the intentions were good, but this poor girl is going to need therapy bad. Right. And it was sort of like everybody was just doing what they thought was best. Was right. And um, the and so Kitty O'Donnell's uh, voiceover narration whenever we come into the story is like everybody here is fully believes in their story. Yep. Everyone so believes like, in their own story. But what about Anna believing in her own story? She, she never doesn't got really one. have that. She yeah, didn't get she, one. Everyone was creating her story. Everyone created yeah. her narrative. Right. Like she doesn't have like a firmly held belief at all. Nope. Like she was just everybody. She was what's not thinking for herself because she's eight years old. She never got the chance. Yeah. Interesting movie. It's cool. I liked it. It's a cool movie. It's done beautifully, dude. I think it's. Did just, you like the? Did you like the fourth wall breaks? I, I actually that was an interesting them. choice. I'm not gonna lie. Whenever Kitty was standing there, like on one of those, um, like uh, the boxes. rolling hills. <laughs> yeah. No, not oh. even on the apple box. Oh, the in the middle. Yes, yes, yes. yes when yes. her face, when they, when it just kind of like pans into her and she's staring straight at you. You're like, wait a minute. 
Yeah, because uh, Florence Pugh, there's a scene between Florence Pugh and Kitty O'Donnell out and like she's digging bricks or something. And like they have a whole full exchange. They do. And then Florence Pugh uh, fucks off to the house and Kitty O'Donnell. She's just sitting there like watching Florence Pugh go. And then she slowly looks at the camera and basically into our souls. Yeah, it's really wild. I was like, wait, it's cool. It is an art house movie. Yeah, which makes me feel like just to talk about it's like uh, what was Kitty O'Donnell's character and why was she that like for this movie? I think she was was just here to drive the story. Yeah, she's like the only one who I mean, the the story drives itself and they don't really need her to be compelling, but they chose to break the fourth wall as end caps to the film. And in that middle point where she's actually in the world and looks at us almost like she like, is she the storyteller? She is a storyteller. The, I don't know what the reference the reference point of that is. I think and truly this is my own. Like, this is what I think, because the theme of this movie is in, out, in, out. And in the very beginning of the movie, Kitty, who is the narrator, is telling us everyone believes in their story. We're asking you to believe in this story. So mm-hmm. they bring you into the story. OK, and you're like totally invested in the story. When she looks at that camera, it brings you out a little bit. And you're like, right, oh, you're like, wait, oh, right, I'm yes. in the story. So then she fucks off to doing whatever she does for the rest of the movie. And then they bring you right back into the story. And at the yes. end, she takes you back out and reminds she you. She looks a little, every single look that she gives that camera is ominous. And I'm like, why? There was a specific choice to make her ominous. Like she's smirking. Yeah. And the thing is, too, is like. I don't I don't know who she is. What do you think they were trying to say with her smirks? John, I don't know. Yeah, John, I don't know. I have no idea what they were trying to say. I don't even care. And that's why it's art house, right? Yep. I don't even care what they were trying to say. Maybe it's just like whatever that means to the viewer. Like maybe that's. Yeah, my my personal opinion to the viewer, because we get to believe whatever is that she's there to remind you you're watching someone else's story. Yeah. 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 We're going to take you in, take you out. The whole theme is in, out, in, out, in, out. And I don't know. I don't know. That's just me. I couldn't tell you. I did find it. I did find it interesting. It lands, whatever that, the choice to break the fourth wall definitely does well. It works. Yes. And so I think this was a really great movie. Um, I feel like it's it was tense. The story's fairly simple. There's not huge twists and turns. There aren't any twists and turns. You basically know already in the beginning, like Yeah, but there's also like for me, I was like, I want this to sort of be magic at some point, but I was cool with them just being like, Well, what you thought uh was gonna what the like Florence Pugh is basically a proven right. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I was kind of hoping this would turn into like at some point, some crazy, like supernatural horror movie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like I I was. But then I was actually really comfortable with the way it ended, too. I was like, it's not supernatural. It's someone really. Yeah, like really good directing, though, with like maintaining that tension through something that like a storyline that doesn't in and of itself have too much tension and like and things like that. But the just the vibe of it, it was very there was unsettling stuff. There was very compelling, rich characters, I would say. The acting Excellent. was great. Yes. Um, do you think Florence Pugh is going to be nominated for this film this yeah. year? 
Yeah, I think she'll be nominated. Yeah, it's she does a really good job. I think she'll be nominated for sure. Um, I thought the cast was great. I thought the cinematography was great. Yeah, everything there's was a lot so of, cool. Un, there's a lot of unspoken acting. Like it's really, it's really like cool. Between dialogues, there's very great performance. The mom, I can't remember what the actress's name is. Uh, her IRL name, John. She's very good. She's very good. Oh, the mom. Yeah. Yes. She like. Yeah. She was just. Ugh. Talk about like, a supporting role. I ain't shitting you. I like was tortured. like tortured. Yeah. Like a, a lifelong uh, torment through like because everybody who is of a certain age in this film has lived through a famine. They've lived through something like devastation, grief, loss. That's a huge feeling of this movie. Yeah. And also, like, it's almost like basically blaming uh, the the famine for the state of affairs now in that part of Ireland. It's like there's been this fallout from so much loss and grief, like people are not in their right mindsets to be in control of anything at this point. No. And they're just trying to cling to humanity still while everybody in the background knows that people died in very horrifying ways. Yeah, starving. Absolutely yeah. starving to death with nothing. Right. Because like the, the backstory of uh, the journalist is like his while he was away, like he escaped the town to London or whatever yep. to be to become successful. And he does that. So while he was doing that, um, the famine was going on and his parents uh, nailed themselves inside so that they could starve in privacy because they didn't want to fall dead in the middle of the street. So they yeah. knew they were going to die because there was no food. The whole thing's pretty messed up. Um, it's a cool movie. Uh, the, dark. The themes are dark, definitely. It's not a lighthearted movie. It's not funny. It's not Christmas. No. It's not falling for Christmas. No, it is not. So if you're, <laughs> it's not disenchanted. So if you're looking for right. something fun, this ain't the ride you want to go on. Yeah, it's not the wonder wheel. It's the wonder. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> So, John, um, out of 10, um, what would you give this? Like, out of 10... Um, Mana from heaven? Oh, uh, oh wait. Uh, out of 10 uh, bird uh, being bird-fed by... By your uh, mother? Yeah, I yeah. would give this... Uh, you know, I would probably... Uh, ooh, it's hard to say. I'm on the fence between like an eight and a nine. I'm a, I'm I'm at an eight. I'm sorry. I'm at an eight. Yeah, I would I would only give it an eight just to like I know we've been like really building it up, but um, yeah, I don't know why it's an eight. It just feels like an eight. <laughs> I can give you I can give you my reason for why I thought it was an eight. Um, okay. The story between her and the journalist of them like sort of not falling in love. She said, I don't want you to fall in love with me. I want you to help me. Um, I thought that their little love story thing was kind of arbitrary. And I get that mm. it was kind of a vehicle for him to be like, we need, I need your help to tie uh, him to her. Yes. Yeah. Which that's fine. That felt arbitrary to me. I didn't need it. Um, she could have found right. another alternative out. Um, and yes. it also bothered me too, that he was like, this has to stop. This has to stop. And when she asked him to help her, kidnap this child he was like i'm not gonna do that i was and like then well, he ends then, up, and the twist is that he does help her do it he does but i also i'm like you're telling the nurse to call foul on all these people 
But when she's actually telling you this is the only option we have, he's like, I don't know. Right. Like, he has a he has like a whole vibe to him whenever they are in the boat and they have successfully escaped with Anna and they're eating that eating around that table. He does not look happy about anything, any of this. No, he doesn't. But it doesn't matter. And that's the only reason why I wouldn't give it like a nine. I don't think it's a 10 movie. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but their storyline, I didn't care for it. I didn't need right, it. Right, I didn't need right. the sex scene. They yeah, were like, neither. who cares about that? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it t- kind of it does detract from the main story. I didn't want it. It was weird. But whatever. Yeah. I get that they needed it as like. But they didn't need it. They actually they didn't, need, didn't it. need it at all. Yeah, Th- that's Florence, their story choice. They didn't need it. Yeah, because Lib doesn't really rely on anybody to do her work. No. And so she sort of like falls on this guy to help her out so it sort of like takes away from her uh yeah her character a little bit i agree so eh, but an Meh. eight an eight for yeah. sure an highly recommend for sure. highly I would highly say recommend watch it now on netflix yep i highly recommend it nice okay we did it i thought we i think we did a pretty good job i think we did I a do very so good job um i think we are masters ahead of their time and we are probably doing something that nobody else is doing right here on mean girls interrupted yeah there's nobody else on mean girls interrupted doing this goals no yeah like we are the only two on mean girls interrupted and we're doing it the best we are also if you'd like to tell us that we're doing it the best you can email us at mean girls interrupted at gmail.com Yes, or I highly recommend that. Yeah. Or if you can't spell, which is totally fine. We get it. Spelling's hard. You can yes. go to our website, meangirlsinterrupted.com, which if you can't spell, you're not going to get there. But you Auto can dictate. Go, but you can figure it out and you can send us an email directly through the contact page there. Um, yeah. Make sure that you like, rate, review. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. The reviews definitely help. Um, Give us five stars if you feel so inclined. Uh, Yeah, you're going to help us trick the algorithm into getting more people to listen. Yeah, if you leave a comment. Take this world by storm. We are. It's going to be a shit storm. Um, A shit storm? But it's a a shat storm since we are speaking in um, terms that are a a periodic piece. They're period. Period. So uh, (laughs) this movie was period. This movie was period on period. (laughs) And, um, but yeah, those are things you can do to help us. So try, you know? Yeah. I I mean, it's a, a great thing to do. It's the giving season. It's the giving season. So if you're not, you're, if you're not giving it up to the one you love, give it to us. Right. I feel like that's a song from somebody like Mariah Carey. We're working on it. Actually. It is Mariah Carey season. Well, like it is Mariah Carey season. So, um, (laughs) Go listen to Mariah Carey, but also listen to us first. Yeah. And uh, with that, you all, thank you so much for joining us here. I mean, Girls Interrupted. And uh, we're going to see you at the boobies. Roll the credits. Yeah. Loose teeth. Falling out Joan head. Mana. Christmas. (laughs) Bird food. (laughs) 